Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So there's a young man in our parish, a little guy about five or six years old. He's got several younger sisters. One of them's a new little baby sister I baptized, I don't know, a month or two ago. Anyway, he was telling his mom recently uh, that he really wants a baby brother, right? So he's got all these little sisters. He really wants a baby brother. And, you know, just like any mom, she was listening. Her heart was going out to him, and she listened compassionately. But then he told her, he goes, but I've got a plan. So she was curious to find out what this plan was and how he was going to get a baby brother. So she said, what's your plan? He goes, I'm going to talk to Father Pat about it and ask him. <laughs> it was hilarious. She was telling me this this past Sunday, and uh, she said he was dead serious. He's going to talk to you, and you're going to help him figure this out. So I told her, I said, well, I'll write on a little slip of paper. I'll slip that intention in my Bible. I'll pray for twin brothers. How's that sound? She, uh, she didn't like that. Anyway, so, all right, so of course we know and believe that prayer is powerful, especially intercessory prayer offered up uh, on behalf of another person, right? Especially when we combine it with fasting, all, all, all those sorts of things. That is truly mysterious how God answers our prayers on behalf of another person, right? Because we have all had the experience of asking God for something for somebody and um, it doesn't necessarily happen the way we think it's going to happen or it doesn't happen at all the way we think it's going to happen. But then sometimes things do happen. It's kind of a mystery. And, and as we all know as well, right, if I'm praying for this little guy, praying for, you know, his triplet baby brothers, me praying, um, like my prayers are just one piece of the much larger web of providential, I don't know, factors that God, about how God brings things into being. I guess here's the point. In other words, like, I, I don't have the authority to, to make this happen for them, right? I don't have the, the, the authority to do that. I don't, I don't have that power. We see in the gospel today, though, we see two people who approach Jesus knowing that this man has the authority, that he has the power that's different than anybody else. They, these people who are in situations that were beyond desperate, they come to Jesus not merely asking for something that's improbable, but they came and asked him to do something for them was, that was effectively impossible. There's a huge difference there. I just want to point out that distinction. There's a big difference between the improbable and the impossible. A big difference. Because we're dealing with a God who didn't say, with God, even improbable things are possible. No, we have a God who said, uh, with God, all things are possible. It's a big difference. You got this hemorrhaging woman and the synagogue official, they come to Jesus with what was effectively impossible. This man, right? The synagogue official who comes to Jesus, kneels down before him, and he says, My daughter has just died. Please come and lay your hands on her, and she will live. Like, imagine this, like, take a step back from this and trying to imagine the scene a little bit more broadly. Imagine this dad sitting for days, bedside with his daughter, with his wife, with his other children, 
desperately praying for her, praying over her, asking God to intervene for them, then bringing in doctor after doctor, trying remedy after remedy, trying to cure her, and she's not getting better. Then maybe they bring in some, I don't know, religious officials, maybe someone from the synagogue to come pray over her, official prayers of the Torah, and again, the life is just ebbing away from her until that final moment where she breathes her last, and then this man does what no one does. Like, picture him, instead of falling into despair or losing all hope, he gets up and he runs out of the house. And like, picture, listen, like you can almost hear his wife going, where are you going? And he says, I'm going to find Jesus of Nazareth. And he runs out. This dad knew what every dad knows, what every person knows, that dead people stay dead. That there's like hope up to a certain point, but then all hope is gone. But he didn't let hope die in his heart. He wanted to bring the impossible to Jesus. And though, so while he's on his way to this girl's house, Jesus is interrupted by another individual, this woman, who for 12 years, she's dealt with this hemorrhaging flow of blood from her body that nobody could cure. In other Gospels, we hear about how she had exhausted all of her efforts going to doctor after doctor. No one cured her, but then there's this detail. It only got worse, right? It seemed impossible that she would ever be better. And she comes to Jesus so desperate, and she brings him her impossible, and she's immediately cured. Here's what we do. Here's what I do. Here's what I know so many of us do, that we dictate to God the parameters of our situations, the tough situations. We tell him the parameters, and we determine a priori for him what is possible and what is impossible. And we kind of pray and intercede within the realm of the possible. That's what we do. But Jesus... Like, he reframes all of this for us. He blows out the walls of how we've framed things in. And he says things like, she's not dead, she's only sleeping. You are not reading the situation accurately. Whatever your situation is, you are not reading it accurately. It's not what you think. So, my friends, here's, here's the situation. Here's the challenge I want to give us today for the, today and this week is to examine our hearts and our lives and to ask like what is the what is the impossible that we're being invited to bring to Jesus like which relationship seems beyond all hope seems impossible for it to ever recover does it seem impossible that you'll ever overcome this particular sin this particular destructive behavior this particular coping mechanism. It seems impossible that I would ever get rid of this in my life. It seems impossible that I would ever be well. Does it seem impossible that you'll ever be able to forgive this person or that person for this or that situation? Just what is your impossible? Not just your improbable, but what's your impossible? And bring it to him. Bring it to him. Because he's not just the God of the improbable. He's the God of the impossible. Impossible. 